This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Tuesday, January the 8th, 2019. It is just after 10 o'clock in the morning here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. I hope that you had a happy and blessed weekend. Uh, On the Facebook page, uh, you may have seen that we just started another podcast, a parish podcast, entitled the St. Mark Podcast. Uh, on it, you may have seen that it, the uh, the image that we're using uh, is, of course, the sacred image, with uh, where it reads, of course, Jesus, I trust in you, this most powerful image, uh, in which our Lord himself states, by means of this very image, I shall be granting many graces to souls. And... We've just started this podcast, and I'm, I'm going to be sharing it through the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth Facebook page. And we had an interview with uh, Father Arechabala about his journey to, to priesthood and ultimately about his, his yes to God and where that started in his life and ultimately where he is right now. Uh, I thought it was a fascinating interview. He's a very, very interesting man, uh, a tremendous amount of wisdom. Um, and and really, I, I think it's, it's very much worth listening to. Anyone who is uh, obviously, you know, at the age where, you know, you're considering what your vocation for your life or not consider whatever, what really that, that age of, uh, I'm trying to think how to, simple layman's terms, a teenager, basically, uh, you know, someone who's not sure about which direction they're going with their life. And we really got into also how, you know, no matter what age we are, we're, 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 we're God is looking for us to say yes to him. And so if you're, you know, like me, I'm, I'm going to be 40 in a few months. Uh, if you're my age or, you know, older than me and you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm past that point, you may have, you might find great value in the idea of, of, you know, what our Lord is asking of us each and every day and how our Lord is asking for not only a yes for our life, but a, really a yes for each and every day. And, you know, this may sound overly simplistic, but, uh, and I'm sure it's been said before, but if you think about the culmination of our of our life, it is really it's the, the the addition of our you know of our of our months and our weeks and our days and our hours and and that's that's our life you know and and that ends up being so if you when you look at a year you know you look at how you spend your days you can, you're gonna find out how you spend your year. So what I'm what I'm getting at with that to drive home the point is uh, we got into a lot of that 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 constant yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I, I want to reassure you what Jesus says when we say yes to him. You know, two great promises, and you've probably heard me say this before, but I, I definitely think it's worth repeating because it's from our Lord. But in the Diary of Divine Mercy, our Lord Jesus makes it very clear when we say yes to God, when we say yes and we submit to his will, we receive a C of blessings and the presence of the most holy trinity dwelling within us. I'll repeat that. When we say yes to God, we receive a sea of blessings and the presence of the most holy trinity dwelling within us. So see, the reason I say that is is obedience. That's one thing I learned from this diary. Uh, obedience is critical. If our Lord is asking us to do something, we need to, we need to take action. Um, and I was just even reading this morning, it's not going to be part of our reading today, but I was reading part this morning and where Jesus speaks about when we make sacrifices, 
if we make the sacrifices purely out of our own will, if it's not coming from God, it's, it's not pleasing to Jesus. Rather, it's obedient. Obedience is what our Lord is asking. Now, that could mean, that can mean sacrifice. That can mean sacrifice, but it's obedience that our Lord is asking for. That is a lesson that I'm personally, I think, learning very, uh, I'm a, just, it, it's a lesson that I'm learning very ardently right now in my life. This value of obedience and saying yes to God. Um, you know, so it's, it's something that I, I and that's, that has to, it comes with spending time with God, understanding his voice, understanding his call for our life. Now, what I want to do is for today's message, you know, one thing that I get very concerned about, and I don't like to, to, to be, uh, I, I hope this doesn't come across me being judgmental or, or anything, but, but I, I think that there's, you know, when, when, when Jesus asks us to love one another, that is not a request for, you know, tolerance and pure understanding in the sense that, like, I'll give you an example. You know, there's so many sports teams that have their soccer games, uh, you know, on Saturday, excuse me, pardon me, on Sunday mornings, on Sunday mornings, you know, and then they might have a pizza party afterwards and, you know, and, and that sounds all nice and innocent. But how many of those families are missing mass because of these sporting events? You know, or how many families are missing church if they're if they're if they're not if they're not Catholic if they're another Christian religion, or if they're missing, you know, whatever whatever it is. The point is that I'm trying to make is that Sunday is a holy day; it is reserved for God. I'm not trying to denounce sports teams from having competition on Sunday. That's not really what this is about. What this is about is if it obstructs our relationship with God. It's a major problem, and I'm concerned about it. And I, I think that, especially when I hear, when I hear CYO teams are doing, I'm thinking Catholic Youth Organization. I'm thinking, what, shouldn't we be all on the same page? And you may say, well, you know, you don't understand. You know, you don't have any children yet, Dennis, and you don't understand how busy it is. And su- Saturday, this is going on, and Sunday, so we, we this is the only- well. Listen. And then people say, well, you know, God understands. I, well, you know what? I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. Because our Lord, is asked, our Lord is the most understanding and the most compassionate. But our Lord requires us. Our Lord demands us to love him and to obey his commandments. Are we perfect? No. That's why Jesus came as a savior, as a redeemer, to take on our sins. But that doesn't give us the license to sin and to you know, just ignore Sundays. You know, people, they, oh, well, you know, they're this they're going down to tailgate, the Eagles game, and then they go to the Eagles game, spend all day Sunday at the Eagles game, and they come, you know, and then, you, you know, did they go to Mass? I don't know. I, I don't know. And so so what I'm trying to say is you look around these, you know, and I, again, I'm not denouncing sporting events, but if it, if it, if it is in the obstruction of our Lord, if it's in the obstruction of worshiping God, it should be very concerning, not only to me, but for anyone, and not only for Catholics, but for anyone who believes in God. Because it's a request from God. It's, it's a commandment. It's the third commandment. There's 10. There's 10. 
The third one's a very important. I mean, they're all important. Think about that. When you make a list, typically when I, I mean when I make a list, I, I you know I know that usually the, what's what's one two three on that. If I put ten things on that list, that one two three is going to be you know the most important, the top of the list, right? So worshiping God alone is commandment number one, right? God says, "I am the Lord your God. You shall not worship false gods." Worship God alone. Number two, don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. That's another one. I've done many messages on that. It's very concerning. If you hear someone take the name of the Lord in vain, feel free to, I mean, if you feel comfortable, correct them. I mean, and if, if you don't, what I highly recommend is what Jesus recommends saying is this, blessed be the holy name of God. You could say it out loud, say it in their presence. Say it, all, if, you, if you can't, and for whatever reason, say it on your own. Jesus says how important it is to say the prayer, admirable is the name of God in a spirit of reparation for blasphemy because people blaspheme the name of the Lord. I'm getting off, I'm getting off track, but I'm at the same time, I, th I, think, I think there's something brewing here because the point I'm trying to make is that people, and this has to do with the reading for today, people are making time for everybody else but God. And that's what Jesus is speaking about in this reading you're about to hear in a moment. I almost didn't read it. I almost didn't read it. And I felt like Jesus said, lead with love. Lead with love. But we have to remember that love is also truth. Correction. You know, if, if I, that's part of the problem with our society. We say, we oh, love one another. Like, you can, do, hey, listen, you know, do whatever you want. So people say, do whatever you want. I'm going to love you no matter what. And that's good to love them. I don't want to correct them, like, but if we're saying, oh, yeah, live any way you want. Don't worry about it. I'm going to, you know, love you. Well, if you're loving someone in a sinful, if someone's living in a very sinful life and you're just loving them and, lo and, and, and basically rooting them on, are you rooting them to heaven? Are you leading them to Jesus? Are you leading them to love? Because if you're not, you're leading them somewhere else. Major problem with our society. We're afraid to speak truth. Jesus only speaks the truth. Jesus is love and mercy itself. The most compassionate. The most understanding. But we have an obligation to do what he says. So listen to what Jesus says here. First of all, this is taken, of course, from the Diary of Divine Mercy. This is... Uh, looks like January of 1935, it would be. Perhaps, yeah, ja yes, yes it is. January of 1935. Our Lord Jesus, is, uh, first of all, you're going to hear St. Faustina writing, speaking, basically. And then Jesus uh, conversing with her directly. And listen to what our Lord says. First of all, St. Faustina writes, on one occasion... Jesus gave me to know that when I pray for intentions which people entrust to me, he is always ready to grant his graces. But souls do not always want to accept them. Jesus responds, My heart overflows with great mercy for souls and especially for poor sinners. If only they could understand that I am the best of fathers to them. And that it is for them 
that the blood and water flowed from my heart as from a fount overflowing with mercy. For them I dwell in the tabernacle as king of mercy. I desire to bestow my graces upon souls, but they do not want to accept them. You at least come to me as often as possible and take these graces they do not want to accept. In this way, you will console my heart. Oh, how indifferent are souls to so much goodness, to so many proofs of love. My heart drinks only of the ingratitude and forgetfulness of souls living in the world. They have time for everything. But they have no time to come to me for graces. Amen. Let us listen to the words of our Lord Jesus. Let us allow his words to sink into our heart. And let us be led with love to him. Our Lord is identifying many things here. Many, many, many things. His real presence in the Eucharist that he's dwelling in the tabernacle as king of mercy. You know, I, I, uh, mercy, what I've learned in the Diary of Divine Mercy, and this is what we learned, is that the, the divine mercy is the source of all miracles. Divine mercy is the source of all miracles. We all want miracles. We all want miracles. I don't know what exactly it is, but we all want miracles. It's one thing I've learned about life. We all want to be happy. We all want miracles. Now, Speaking, and I don't want to get off cue too far here, but yes, some people's happiness is the problem. Again, some people's happiness interferes with other people's happiness, and that's when it's a problem. But we all, at the core of who we want, want to be happy, right? We all want mercy. We all want miracles. Let us come to, to Jesus in the sacrament of the Eucharist, where he's dwelling and the tabernacle is the king of mercy. Think about that. So he's the king of miracles. He's the king of mercy. Think about that. Like, you know, think about someone that, that has shown you great compassion in your life. It could be a, a you know, an earthly parent, could be a grandparent, could be a friend, could be a spouse, could be, um, you know, whomever. And they're, they're very like merciful. You know, you're drawn to compassionate people, merciful people. And by the way, I think it is very true that only the strong can show compassion, true compassion. Well, think about that most compassionate, merciful person. Jesus is the king of mercy. That means that his compassion is so great, we can't even fathom it. So the reason I ask you to think about that compassionate person, that merciful person, is Jesus is infinitely, infinitely, more merciful, more compassionate than that person would be. He's the best of fathers, our Lord says here. And our Lord also identifies what offends him the most. Indifference. Indifference. I know that because in his diary, Jesus makes that claim. That indifference is really like the greatest offense. And that's what we have to steer clear of. So, with the grace of God, let our hearts be set on fire with love of Jesus, love of our neighbor, 
because of love of God. We make this prayer, Lord Jesus, in your holy name. Amen. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. And this is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.